Let us pray. Gracious God of wisdom, thank you for your word that guides us to your truth. Open our hearts and minds to receive your word that we might be enlightened by the power of your Holy Spirit to share the good news with the world. In Jesus Christ our Lord, amen. Today's Psalter reading is Psalm 104, verses 24 through 34 and 35b. Listen for the word of the Lord. O Lord, how manifold are your works. In wisdom you have made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. There is the sea, great and wide. Creeping things innumerable are there, living things both small and great. There go the ships and Leviathan that you formed to sport in. These all look to you to give them their food in due season. When you give to them, they gather it up. When you open your hand, they are filled with good things. When you hide your face, they are dismayed. When you take away their breath, they die and return to their dust. When you send forth your spirit, they are created, and you renew the face of the ground. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice in his works, who looks at the earth and it trembles, who touches the mountains and they smoke. I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praises to my God while I have been. May my meditation be pleasing to him, for I rejoice in the Lord. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Praise the Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning. The gospel reading this morning comes from John chapter 20, verses 19 through 23. Listen for the word of the Lord. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said again, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Gracious God, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit, that as your word is proclaimed to us today, we may hear what you are saying. Let the words of your servant's mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer, through Christ. Amen. The sermon title this morning is Receive New Life in the Spirit. I'll say to you again, good morning and welcome to uh, Pentecost Sunday. 
we are 50 days after Easter, and Pentecost represents the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the church, as read in Acts chapter 2. The Holy Spirit is symbolized by wind and fire. In the Old Testament, Jewish people observed Pentecost 50 days after Passover as a commemoration of God giving the law at Mount Sinai as a covenant renewal festival where there is a fiery theophany in Exodus 19, 18. Today, in John's Gospel, there is no wind or fire, but the very breath of our risen Lord, who breathes the Holy Spirit upon his disciples. As we enter the text, the disciples had great fear in their hearts after Christ's crucifixion on Friday. Now on Sunday, to add to the confusion, Peter, Mary, and an unnamed disciple found Jesus' tomb empty. If the Jews could capture and kill Jesus, the disciples knew they could be easily picked off. So they secured themselves in hiding. Verse 19 says, when it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors were locked where the disciples were for, for fear of the Jews. There must have been anxious eyes on the door and anticipating ears of the enemy's footsteps. Fear made them forget their favor with God. The disciples had missed the cues along the way. Jesus promised to send the spirit of truth in John chapter 14, verse 17, Mary noticed that the stone was rolled away from the entrance of the tomb in John 20 and 1. And Peter saw the linen cloth rolled up in a place by itself. John chapter 20, verse 7. If there were grave robbers, the body and the clothes would have been taken. The disciples had forgotten when Lazarus was raised from the dead, he was still wearing grave clothes, free to remove them only by Jesus' voice in John eleven forty four. In addition, the disciples failed to heed the resurrection revelation of Mary and the other women's testimony, with Luke chapter 24, 11 saying, but these words seemed to be them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. Failing to remember caused the disciples' hearts, minds, and bodies to be sealed in disbelief and fear. It can be easy to forget Christ's promises that we might live victorious lives even when all seems lost. The risen Christ's first encounter with the disciples appear, appears in their overwhelming fear in their lives. Jesus surprises them not with disappointment or shame, but with these powerful words, peace be with you, or shalom aleichem, a customary greeting still used today. The greeting was used not once but twice in verses 19 and 21. The first shalom may have gone over their heads, but the second was for them to recall the peace Jesus promised them before the cross. Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 27, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. 
Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. Brothers and sisters, this type of peace was prepared in their hearts for them not to be anxious about the hatred and coming persecution of the Jews. Jesus was effectively saying, in my peace, I am with you, and I've got this. But Jesus went a step further than greeting them with his peace. He proves that his appearance is that of the crucified master, now risen from the dead. He shows them his hands inside. The Lucan account adds his feet, but the body parts that his wounds and scars would be seen of those crucified, if they could show their hands and feet, only Jesus could show his side. Knowing that Jesus was the crucified sacrifice, verse 21 says, then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Verse 21 says, then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. After speaking again, peace be with you, Jesus gives them a commission. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. In Christ's peace and joy, the disciples were called to continue Christ's work that God had sent them to do. And the moment had arrived now. Jesus was glorified, and he created new life in his disciples with his breath. He exhaled, saying, receive the Holy Spirit, as in the life breathed into the first human in Genesis 2, verse 7. Then the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. Christ's breath has empowered us to new life. When we breathe in the breath of Christ, we will be confident that God is with us and we can live a new life in the spirit as the children of God. How will we know if we have the spirit? When we have the spirit, there will be at least four marks of new life. The first mark is being bound to one another. The disciples could have scattered and tried to piece back their pre-Christ life, but even in the chaos, confusion, and amazement of that day, the children of God still gathered as an act of faith. Could the disciples have been more courageous? Yes, but that is certainly easy for us to say today. But still, in their faith, they remained together. In our locked door moments where fear overtakes us, disappointments disturb us, unexpected news surprises us, or calamity paralyzes us, the Spirit of God seeks to draw us together. The Spirit unites us to worship, pray, comfort, and encourage one another because deep down, we know that we need God. No heart is so locked or barrier too high in our lives that Christ cannot make himself known in our circumstances. 
when we come together and share our stories, we realize that Jesus was with us the whole time, comforting us in our need and orchestrating the outcome for his glory. Our unity ought to inspire us to join others who are in need. We have daily opportunities to walk with and bless those who struggle and suffer by using our hands, feet, and hearts to do Christ's work of restoring, healing, showing Christ's hope, and pointing to his salvation. Those we encounter ought to be able to bear witness that we've met the living God and have been transformed in our love, words, and actions, and by how we care for and serve each other and those who are sidelined by life. As believers, we must risk showing our wounds so that others might believe that God has set us free. What our risen Savior did for us on the cross faithfully unites us together. The second mark of the new life in the Spirit is peace. I have to recall my childhood years with three siblings who wanted my father's attention. When there was downtime, the weekend, a birthday, holiday, or vacation, when asked what he wanted, he would say the same boring thing every time. I want peace and quiet. As I matured, I realized that quiet is the bonus. Peace is what we're really seeking. Relaxation from the day-to-day -day grind, calm at home, harmony with each other. We all want peace. Jesus gives us a different kind of peace. When he suddenly appeared with his disciples, the marks of the crucifixion on his body were not removed. Christ's wounds were a vital part of his resurrection and our atonement for sin. Without them, we have no real peace. Our peace flows from these wounds. When Jesus said on the cross, it is finished, in the extension and grace to us in his resurrected and wounded body, he can say to each of us today, peace be with you. In God's deep love for us, Jesus took on all the sin and punishment we deserve and comes to us today with the peace of forgiveness, the peace that makes us right with God, and the peace that passes all understanding. With Christ's peace in our hearts, we must make room for it in our homes, in our relationships, at work, and in the world. When we know that Jesus' sacrifice has secured our acceptance of God's love and that God's blessings of spiritual provisions have been assured through our union with Christ in faith, Christ's peace can close and lock the door on our doubts and fears. The third mark of new life in the spirit is joy. Verse 20 says, after he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. 
The joy we receive from the Holy Spirit is not earthly joy of prosperity, possession, or pleasant times. Joy, just like peace, streams from the very wounds of the risen Christ so that we all might embrace his saving gifts that help little that, help, that yield little time to our trials and tribulations. Romans chapter 5, verses 3 through 5, calls us to rejoice even in our suffering. Rejoicing in our suffering is antithetical to the world's expectations. Still, in Christ, our suffering produces endurance, and endurance character. And character produces hope, and hope does not disappoint us because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. Theologian and author Roy Zuck wrote about the many places where joy cannot be found. He says, not in unbelief, not in pleasure, not in money, not in position or fame, not in military glory. Where then is real joy found? The author writes, the answer is simple, in Christ alone. To live out the mark of real joy like the disciples, we must recognize Jesus as our Lord and treasure him as our greatest gift. Too often we are like the story of a king who commanded his subjects to go home and bring their biggest suitcases back to him. Out of distrust and confusion, some brought small bags and others brought large bags but put holes in them. Few came with their largest bags. However, when they arrived at the palace, the king did not take their bags from them, but invited them to enter his treasury and fill them with gold to take home. Those who had brought their largest bags to offer the king went home with an abundant treasure, while those who came resentfully went home with little from the king. Jesus provides us with this incredible joy when we receive the Holy Spirit into our hearts. Joy, like laughter, is contagious and matched with Christ's peace, takes us to the fourth mark of new life in the Spirit for believers, which is our mission. As his disciples, we are given the missionary assignment to share the gospel. Jesus repeated, peace be with you, and gave a commission to continue his work, saying, As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. Jesus graciously and lovingly sends us out to proclaim the forgiveness and renewal that Christ offers to all who believe, so that we might be involved in the world as life-preserving salt, and where we can shine amid a dark world with the saving light of Christ. We're not called to go along to get along, but to be concerned about the trouble in our midst. Sometimes we can be like Jonah, 
who called out to God against Nineveh. But when grace found him, Jonah cried out in Jonah chapter 2, verse 9, deliverance belongs to you. We must pray over the uncomfortable places and situations in our nation and world. We must trust the power of the risen Christ's presence in our doubt that hearts might be transformed. We must proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ to the world, which looks to its own strength to bring peace and joy. Romans chapter 10, verse 15 says, And how are they to proclaim him unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. We are called to declare Christ's salvation to a world that does not know his love and forgiveness of sins. Brothers and sisters, our Pentecost mission began with the risen Christ giving us the spirit on the evening of his resurrection. The Holy Spirit is with us today so that we might be transformed and make a difference in the world. We must notice the cues of God's steadfast love and remember God's promises to us. God has chosen us, you and me, in all our messiness and prepares us daily with enduring peace and healing joy to witness Jesus Christ in a world needing good news. Jesus still exhales, receive the Holy Spirit, and invites us to take him in. Inhale and be made new, new in our relationships with God, new in our bonds with each other, new in our participation in the church, new in our relationships at home and witness and service in the world. Breathe in the Holy Spirit this day and every day and receive new life so that God will be glorified and the world knows we are Christ's own. To God be the glory. Amen.